Hare Krishna, so we are continuing the book called Life Comes from Life by His Divine Grace, Srila A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. This is Shravanam Diaries podcast and I'm your host Lalita Devidasi. We are starting the seventh morning walk, page number 40, recorded on May 8, 1973 on the shores of the Pacific Ocean near Los Angeles. Srila Prabhupada is accompanied by Dr. Singh and other students. Section 1. The Cheaters and the Cheated Srila Prabhupada Natural phenomena such as the law of gravity or weightlessness are achintya shakti, inconceivable energies. And real science means to understand this achintya shakti. To observe a chain of events only from a certain point in time is unscientific and gives only incomplete knowledge. We must know where things begin. If we carry our investigation far enough, we will find that the origin of nature is achintya shakti. For example, with brain, brush and color, we can paint a flower, but we cannot conceive how vegetation throughout the whole earth is automatically growing and fructifying. We can explain the painted flower, but we cannot explain the real flower. Scientists actually cannot explain biological growth. Scientists actually cannot explain biological growth. They simply juggle words like molecule and chromosome, but they cannot actually explain the phenomena. The essential fault of the so-called scientists is that they have adopted the inductive process to arrive at their conclusions. For example, if a scientist wants to determine by the inductive process whether or not man is mortal, he must study every man to try to discover if some or one of them may be immortal. The scientist says, I cannot accept the proposition that all men are mortal. There may be some men who are immortal. I have not yet seen every man. Therefore, how can I accept that man is mortal? This is called the inductive process. And the deductive process means that your father your teacher or your guru says that man is mortal and you accept it. Dr. Singh So there is an ascending process of gaining knowledge and a descending process. Srila Prabhupada Yes, the ascending process will never be successful because it relies on the information gathered through the senses, and the senses are imperfect. 
so we accept the descending process. God cannot be known by the inductive process. Therefore, he is called adhokshaja, which means unknowable by direct perception. The scientists say that there is no God because they're trying to understand him by direct perception. But he is adhokshaja. Therefore, the scientists are ignorant of God because they're missing the method of knowing him. In order to understand transcendental science, one must approach a bona fide spiritual master, hear from him submissively, and render service to him. Lord Krishna explains that in the Bhagavad Gita 4.34. Tadvidhi pranipateina pariprashnena sevaya. My Guru Maharaja once said, The modern world is a society of cheaters and the cheated. Unfortunately, the cheated, cheated are eulogizing the cheaters, and the small cheaters are worshipping the great cheaters. Suppose a flock of asses come, comes and eulogizes me, saying, Oh, you are Jagat Guru. What is the value of their praise? But if a gentleman or a learned man gives praise, his words have some value. Generally, however, the persons who are praising and those who are being praised are both ignorant. As the Vedas put it, Samstutah purushah pashu, a big animal is being praised by a small animal. Wow. <laughs> the cheated are eulogizing the cheaters, and the small cheaters are worshipping the big cheaters. Krishna. Okay, so next section called compassion. Srila Prabhupada, the law of cheating. Medical science is cheating, uh, the law is cheating, medical science is cheating, and the government is cheating. Top government officials are charged with taking bribes. If the governor takes bribes and the constable takes bribes, then where is the good society? People elect the leader who promises them happiness. But since that happiness is Maya, illusion, he can never deliver it, and society simply becomes filled with cheaters. Since people are actually after this illusory happiness, however, they continue to elect such unscrupulous leaders, time and time again. The position of a Vaishnava is to take compassion on all these ignorant people. The great Vaishnava, Prahlada Maharaj, once prayed to the Lord, My Lord, as far as I am concerned, I have no problems. 
my consciousness is always absorbed in your very powerful transcendental activities and therefore I have understood things clearly. But I am deeply concerned for these rascals who are engaged in activities for illusory happiness. A Vaishnava thinks only about how people can become happy. He knows that they are vainly searching after something that will never come to be. For 50 or 60 years people search after illusory happiness, but then they must die without completing the work and without knowing what will happen after death. Actually their position is like that of an animal, because an animal also does not know what happens to him after death. The animal does not know the value of life, nor why he has come here. By the influence of Maya, he simply eats, sleeps, mates, defends and dies. That's all. Throughout their lives, the ignorant animals and the animalistic man greatly endeavor to do these five things only eat, sleep, mate, defend and die. Therefore, the business of a Vaishnava is to instruct people that God exists, that we are his servants and that we can enjoy an eternally blissful life serving him and developing our love for him. Haribo! Next section is called Beyond the Cage. Dr. Singh But doesn't the living entity need matter as long as he is in material nature? Srila Prabhupada No, the living entity is purely spiritual. Therefore, he doesn't require matter. Because his thinking is diseased, however, he believes he does. The conditioned living entity is like a drunkard who doesn't require drinking. <laughs> I like this. Never heard this one before. <laughs> Can't live without it. Yeah. The conditioned living entity is like a drunkard who doesn't require drinking. But who nevertheless thinks, without drinking I shall die. This is called Maya or illusion. Is it true that if a drunkard doesn't get his drink, he will die? Dr. Singh No, but if a man doesn't eat, he will die. Srila Prabhupada That's also not a fact. Last night we were discussing Raghunath Das Goswami. In his later life, he almost completely abstained from eating and sleeping. He would drink only a little buttermilk every three or four days and he worked 20 he worked 22 hours a day sleeping two or three two or three hours and some days he did not sleep at all. So you may ask how could he survive? Actually, he lived for 100 years. 
Eating, sleeping, mating and defending were not problems for Raghunath Das Goswami, but still he lived. Because he was a pure devotee of Krishna, he was fully aware that the soul is eternal and independent. Although it has been put into this bodily cage, which it actually does not require. Suppose a bird is encaged. Is he living simply because he is in the cage? Without the cage, he is free. People are thinking that by being encaged within the body, they are happy. That is nonsense. Actually, our encagement within this body makes us fearful. But as soon as we purify our existence, we do not even have to come out of our bodies, we will immediately be abhaya, fearless. Brahma Bhuta Prasannatma Nasho Chetina Kankshati Sama Sarveshu Bhuteshu Mad Bhaktim Labhate Param Lord Krishna says, quote, One who is thus transcendently situated at once realizes the Supreme Brahman and becomes fully joyful. He never laments nor desires to have anything. He is equally disposed to every living entity. In that state, he attains pure devotional service unto me. Unquote Bhagavad Gita 18.54 We can immediately awaken to our original spiritual existence, in which there is no more fear, no more lamentation, and no more material desire. Dr. Singh, but the scientist would still want some more explanations as to how the living entity can be independent of matter. Srila Prabhupada, as soon as long, as long as you are conditioned, you are dependent on matter. For example, a man from Africa is conditioned because he cannot tolerate this cold weather. Therefore, he feels discomfort. But there are many people here, gesturing toward children playing on the beach, who are not affected by the cold. The ability to tolerate is simply a question of conditioning. When you are conditioned, you think in terms of dualities, like hot and cold, pain and pleasure. But when you are liberated, you have no such conditioned thoughts. Spiritual life means to become unconditioned, to come to the Brahma Buddha stage. Srimad Bhagavatam 4.30.20 That is the perfection of life. Being conditioned means that although the living entity is eternal, Due to his conditioning, he thinks that he is born, he is dying, he is diseased, and he is old. But an unconditioned person is not even old. Krishna is described in the Brahma Samhita as Advaitamachutamanadimanantarupam 
Адиам Пурана Пурушам Навайованам Ча Брама Самхита 5.33 This means that he is the oldest person, the first person, but that he has no old age. He always appears like a young man of 20, because he is fully spiritual. Haribo! Jai! Such a beautiful... Every chapter is beautiful. This one's also very beautiful. Okay, so thank you so much for tuning in today. The link to this book is in the description. And happy Nityananda Trayodashi. And tomorrow we shall continue with the 8th morning walk. And we will read sections like the evolution of consciousness, bodies for eternal desires, H2O plus mystic power, the definition of life, and Darwin condemned. So, yeah, so we shall read that tomorrow. So stay tuned. Hare Krishna.